Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast. And I am here with my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hi there, Ali. Hi guys, so excited to be here via Zoom today. And also, as always, before we start, make sure you have subscribed to the podcast, give it five stars, rate it, and let us know what you loved about today's episode. I think you'll learn a lot. You will, because we have got a super talented and fascinating um, lady here with us today. And she is the star as is her family of a new television show. So let's all welcome Nicole Walters. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Bonnie. Hey, Allie. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. And we want to just tell our audience that you and your family are starting in this brand new show um, called She's the Boss. Of course, we totally are down with that. And you have a sign right behind you. Um, And it is starting on Thursday, February 25th on USA Network at 10.30 p.m. ET. So everybody, get ready. You are going to want to watch this show. And... You know, it's, it is really funny and fabulous, and it's based on your real life. And Nicole, we'd love you to tell us all about the show and how it is based on your life. And it really does star your real life family. Well, I love it because, uh, you know, Bonnie, you've had an opportunity to see some of the episodes. And I think that's a lot of people's reaction because our family is so funny and we're so dynamic and relatable and kooky and weird and loving that sometimes it's like, is this for real? But it sure is. It sure is. I became a mother to my three girls five years ago when my husband and I met them uh, with their mother panhandling on the side of the street in Baltimore City. And we were really blessed uh, to be able to become mentors to them at that time, just support them, help them do whatever we can to just really help improve their life in a general way. But unfortunately, their mother became incarcerated within 30 days of meeting them. So at that time, we took full custody. And uh, before we knew it, mentor turned to mom. And here we are, you know, parents of three just incredible, incredible girls. So at the time, it was three, 11, and 14. And now we are parents to nine, 18, and 21. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And this, so this is a docu-series essentially on your life and, and, you know, this, this kind of crazy family, this blended family that you've put together while also like not to mention being a powerhouse boss lady in your business. Oh my gosh. Right? Thanks, Allie. Well, I would love to call it, I wish it was just a docu-series. It's a docu-comedy, okay? Because <laughs> the truth is, 
Yeah, I'm the boss when it comes to my business inherent learning company, where I help everyday entrepreneurs apply business strategy so they have successful businesses. So I'm helping people with the legal, the financial. I do that during the day and I'm definitely the boss there. But when I get home, it's nothing but madness day in and day out. I've got a crazy family and I only wish they'd listen to me. Well, isn't that true for all moms? Mm-hmm. And but it is it is really funny. I've I've seen the show. It is funny and there's lots of big personalities. Mm-hmm. And you know, but and your husband, your husband Josh, yeah. is, and then you also have um an assistant who mm-hmm. assists you both at home and at work and I think we all want a Manny like yes, this. Sure. <laughs> Manny, which Here it is Manny, which Yeah. So, I mean, Eddie is a handful. I found him at the mall. (laughs) So walking through the mall and just like you sometimes bring home something where you say to yourself, should I have bought this? Eddie was basically that, but you know what? He fits into our family perfectly. He understands the dynamic. He's silly. He's fun. And even if he does end up being more like my fourth child than a great assistant, we still love him. I don't know. He seems like a really great assistant because he put together you a belated baby shower mm-hmm. that was kind of ultra fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's in one of the episodes. Now you say you saw the three girls. Um, you are, do you, did you live in Baltimore? You, you, and you saw the girls and they were on the sidewalk panhandling. And how did it go from you seeing them to actually mentoring them and then getting an opportunity to adopt them? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a pretty natural transition. One of the rules of, you know, life that I've been following is always, if you see a problem, try to see if you can help. And then of course, just do the next right thing. And that's really what happened when we met our girls, we thought, how could we help, you know, and then it became doing the next right thing. So it started off with, okay, well, they just need some groceries and maybe some help with homework. And maybe we just need to pop in at the school and cheer them on here and there and give them some direction. But very quickly, we realized that there were some more fundamental needs that they needed support with. And more than anything, they needed the presence of a mom and dad every single day that were healthy and focused on them. And so we were really blessed to have wonderful biological parents who were able to support our co-parenting process. And then eventually it became very clear that full-time was the way to go. And um, our girls were all for it. And we still have a beautiful relationship with their biological parents. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we are mom and dad all the way. And did your husband, you know, was it, whose idea kind of was it? Like, did you need to convince your husband or was it like a group decision? Like, no, this is, you know, what we're doing. Well, I think what's really special is that it wasn't just me. I mean, granted, I'm the boss, right? I'm always the one who introduces the crazy idea. I'm like, you know, we should probably do this. Or what do you think about this? You know, that's that's who I am. But ultimately, it was a family decision. So we included the girls in it. We said, hey, you know, we're thinking about talking to your biological parents about something like this. What are your thoughts? Is this something you'd be interested in? You know, and the girls brought it up first. They said they'd really like to stay with us. And so it was really something that was dynamic and fluid and it was very, very natural. And I think that's something that you can see on the show. If you watch us and you see how our family interacts, we look just like any other family. My kids give me a hard time. They are sassy, but they're also smart and super loving. They keep me in line. 
<laughs> well, they definitely all have big personalities. There's tremendous energy that you can see with your family and they all seem, you know, really comfortable, but you know, it must've been such a major change of life for you and your husband. How long had you been married before that? And had you thought about having children and that this just sort of developed, but I mean, not that many people take on adopting three children that are already, first of all, three at once siblings. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, most adoptions are either a baby or a young mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it really wasn't our intention. You know, it was, again, trying to do the next right thing. So for us, you know, we'd been married for seven years. We'd been together and we were having a great marriage. We actually said, you know what? Everyone's bugging us about having kids, but we're not even going to look at it for the next couple of years because we, we both got married really young. I was only 22. So because right. of that, we were like, we'll just give it some time and kind of, you know, have fun. And this happened, you know, and it was one of those things where, you know, the circumstances happened the way they did, but I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, we talk about in the episodes, uh, you know, as people watch She's the Boss, they'll see us kind of bandy around the idea of maybe be adding to our family or having more kids. And, you know, people get to see that resolved on an episode because it's always a big question. But I will say that, you know, we love our family and we are so grateful and it wasn't planned. It wasn't something that we even saw it shaping up like this. But when I tell you, I am so grateful because I don't think I could have given birth to better looking, better, kind hearted, you know, smart, wonderful kids. They're just incredible. I'm so blessed. They really are adorable. Yeah, no, they totally are. Well, and Bonnie talked about touch on the adjustment of it all yeah. for you and your husband, but also, you know, I'm curious, um, you really just see from like entertainment media, you know, kids coming into homes and not having trouble adjusting, having their own traumas, bringing it in. How were the girls, um, and how was kind of their adjustment period? And also, how did you handle that as like a first time mom? Yeah, I mean, well, listen, first time momming is hard by itself. Yeah. I will never forget the first time that my three-year-old needed to go to the bathroom and it was a number two. So, I mean, this doesn't register for a lot of parents because you go right from diapers and you're almost cheering along when they get into the potty seat. You're like, I don't care what you're gonna do in there. I'm just glad you're using it. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like, wait, I have to support you in this process? Like I have to, I have to like wipe, like, wait, you, wait, so wait, what's happening here? And she's just looking at me with the cutest smile, expecting me to show up and show out. And I'm like, oh no. And so I almost dropped her in the toilet. I was shocked. I didn't know this was a thing. And so I will say that there were transitional moments like that, where we absolutely had to kind of buckle up and realize, no, this is like a big job. It's much bigger than just being the auntie on the weekends or the grandparents during the summer. We're not just mentors anymore. We are really and truly their parents and we have to support them through the good and the bad. It's not just fun times and laughs. But fortunately, we have more fun than we do, you know, downtimes. And, you know, we've, we've had our fair share of hardship, you know, so our eldest daughter, you know, she is 21 and being very 21, you know, she wants to hang with her friends. She's trying to figure out how to navigate the world, get her own apartment, first boyfriends, you know, all sorts of things. And my 18 year old's the same way. She's thinking about college. She's figuring out where she wants to go, what she wants to do. You know, then my 
nine-year-old is a preteen. So, I mean, we're dealing with things that really every family deals with. It's just that we get to deal with them in almost a concentrated amount of time. You know, just in five years, we did two proms, two graduations, two to college, one potty training, wow. one in kindergarten, you know, lost teeth, you name it, all those things just in five years. Uh-oh. So it makes for an interesting show because you get to see how we navigate it all. <laughs> Really interesting. Now, how did how did they all feel? The girls, your husband, um, Eddie, all about going on a TV show and opening up your life. And did you have an idea that, and even for yourself, that you would all be performers? <laughs> well, it's weird because I don't think we ever looked at it that way. I mean, we see this TV show as a natural extension of what we were already doing online. So from the first moment that I met the girls, I actually was documenting, you know, doing charitable acts and philanthropy. So anyone who were to go back in my social would actually see the very first moment I stopped off at their home and dropped off groceries. You know, we've always lived our life out loud to try to show the goodness that can happen if you just interact and meet the world where it is. And so that's just our life and our values. So sharing online and reaching out to what we've always called our internet aunties, you know, the collective village that has helped us figure out which car seat to buy and what potty seat trainer we need. I mean, this is just being able to extend that family and widen our village. So our family definitely was like, this might be weird. But once we got started, we realized, oh, it's instead of mom using her cell phone or dad snapping a photo, this is just some camera guys, you know, catching what we normally do and, and packaging it up for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess, go ahead, Allie. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, you know, I, I was born in Baltimore and I um, oh, wow. have been, you know, to Baltimore city, mm-hmm. um, you know, down Charles street, there are a lot of homeless people there and there yeah. are a lot of people panhandling. What, you know, just drew you to these three girls and, and had you been, you know, out there like looking, doing work? Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, why them? Yeah. Why them? So again, like I'll say, I, I didn't see it coming. You know, it really was a random luck of the draw. I actually talk about it in detail on my podcast in the very first episode, the Nicole Walters podcast. And I talk about that night being one where it was just a date night with me and my husband. And we were stopping to go to a uh, dessert place that we love, you know, and when we were headed there, they were actually closed. And what happened was I just saw uh, my littlest one who at the time had just turned three, you know, with her mother and, you know, she was bouncing around and it was just a little bit too late and it was a little bit too cold cold. And it was just one of those nights where you just said, what's going on here? You know, and I've always had that inquisitive nature. It's reflected in my business. I love to help people solve problems in their business. I love to figure things out and just make the world a better place. So we pulled over and we just said, Hey, do you need a meal? You know, can I, you know, what sort of support can we provide? And, um, you know, she mentioned to us, she had other kids at home and we said, well, we'll give you a ride back home. And we gave her a ride back home. And she told us that, Hey, there are two more girls here and come out and we brought them dinner, you know, and, and she introduced us to the other two. And I asked them if they liked makeup and hair and told them I had a little blog, you know, and before you knew it, these girls were like, Hey, can you pick us up after school? Can you take us for a bite to eat? Can we talk to you about our boyfriend? You know, things like that. And it just, it just naturally bloomed into a relationship where, um, we recognized we were able to provide that support, you know, where things just got tough and we were able to stand in the gap. And I'm grateful that we had that opportunity and it really, 
I, I don't know what it's like for other people. I think sometimes that's the hardest part is I don't know what it's like for other adoptive scenarios, you know? But what I do know is that every American family has some weird and funky dynamics, right? Whether it is a grandparent who stayed for a while and helped raise them, you know, or a parent that may have been divorced or, you know, a, a family member that was adopted, something like that. So what's great about our show is people can watch it, listen to our story and find some piece of our life that connects with them and kind of laugh at it too. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a, it's an amazing um, situation mm -hmm. because most people, they may stop, they may give some money, but that's all they do. They don't see it as an opportunity to go further, to give more and to find out more about the situation and to help more. And so, you know, I do think it's quite amazing what you did and it, it does, I'm sure if you feel it was meant to be yeah. that it worked out that you stopped and that look what happened. It blossomed into wonderful relationships yeah. and parenthood. Yeah, we never ever would have guessed. And I guess, you know, sitting over on this side, you know, being their mom and dealing with those things, my kids give me so much. I just can't even, I could not imagine the life that I would have without them. You know, so being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, every day is hard. And I have a tendency to go, go, go to the point of burnout. And having babies means that I want to get home for bedtime routine, you know, and I want to get home to make them dinner. And it, it lends itself to a balance that's not just good for me, but it's great for them. And I just realized that they give me so much more than I could ever give back to them. So my, my only hope is that in all that I do, I honor the opportunity to get to be their mom. I want them to be proud of me and know that I always did my best. So, um, you know, doing the show will let people see what it's like when I miss the mark sometimes. But, you know, at the end of the day, my heart's always in the right place. And I think my kids get to see that too. Did, what, what, at what point did you think, you know what? Our life would be a great TV show. And how did that happen from you doing your blog, taking pictures, videos, having the girls to, hey, USA Network, I've got a TV show for you. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is we never planned this. So, I mean, we really and truly, I was just building my business online. So people are already following that journey. I've been working in corporate America for 10 years and I started building my consulting firm by taking private clients on the side. So when I quit my job, I actually in order to be honest to what I was sharing online, I quit live online in front of 10,000 people. So people saw wow. that journey, that video went viral. And so my business has always drawn a lot of attention because people are like, we can't believe that you built this multi-million dollar business, you know, by just serving people well, we're really excited about it. And that coupled with being a mom, you know, not even thinking of the way that I ended up becoming a mom, you know, it just lends itself to a pretty dynamic crazy situation. And in sharing that story online, we actually had, um, you know, a production team approach us and they came to us and said, Hey, we would love to see if there may be a way we can bring this story to the world because it's, we think it's exactly what people need right now. It's unifying. It's funny. It's lighthearted. It's dynamic. It's diverse, you know? And I think that that is what we need to see more of on the big screen. And so that was really what happened. And so when they came to us, we said, you know what? If that's what it's going to be about, and if we think that's how we can contribute to the world, we, we're okay with that. We want to show that. And that's what we ended up doing. Wow. You know, I, um, 
I'm just like sitting here. I'm a 20, I'm 26 years old. I'm, I'm have the opportunity right now to be sitting in front of two like <laughs> leaders in their industry who are also moms. Bonnie has four kids of her mm-hmm. own Super and is like, you know, owns her own company, has been like a leader in this industry for so long. And then you, I mean, I just am sitting here like feeling so inspired by both of you. I mean, honestly, like advice for me and for other young women out there, like, what would you both say, you know, just balancing being a boss lady at home and in the workspace? Like, how do you be great at both things? Nicole, you go ahead. I was going to say, Bonnie, start. I want to take notes. Like, I need to hear from you. You've got a whole extra kid. Like, I need to know. (laughs) I only feel like I have four kids. I was totally with you on the potty training. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a thing. It's a real thing. Um, So I think that the advice that I always try to give was something that it took me a while to come to, which is that uh, the concept of balance is bogus. It just isn't real. If you are constantly trying to chase the evasive idea that everything will be in perfect balance, you're always going to set yourself up for disappointment. Uh, Instead, I like to recalibrate that to be more like, you know what, you're going to juggle a lot of balls and something is going to drop. But what matters and what you should focus on is making sure that the ball that drops is made of rubber and not glass. So for me, my children are glass. They are critically important and being there for those bedtimes and cheering them on at the events and when they really need me, that's a ball that I can never drop. Now, when it comes to maybe missing a carpool pickup or being there in the morning to make a breakfast sandwich, that's rubber. I can probably bounce back from that. So when I'm juggling, it's just keeping that in mind and recognizing and asking myself, hey, is this one glass or is this one rubber? And do I need to be there? Because I know for a fact that I can't do it all. I can't be all the things for all the people all the time, Mm -hmm. but I can show up when it counts because that's what matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you said that because I totally agree with you that the idea of, of balance, it's just ridiculous. It's impossible. It's and, and I mean, you can't, and especially when you have a dynamic career like yourself, mm-hmm. you build a company and you have to be there for your company, yeah. your clients mm-hmm. um, and your staff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's impossible. Sometimes one thing like your company or your family, it's going to be crazy. Old, like, <laughs> crazy. It's never yeah. balanced. And if you try and do it, all you're going to do is feel guilty all the time. And mm-hmm. guilt is useless emotion. All it, it is. That's so good. Bonnie. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's so good. Like, Bonnie, I think you probably can relate to this, but when you have multiple children, you can only hope and pray that there'll be a time where only one of them is, is going through something. You know what I mean? It's almost like they rotate, you know what I mean? So it's like when one's kind of going through, you know, a hormonal moment, the other one's dealing with a new hard subject at school, the other one's dealing with a breakup or like, you know, like there's always something simmering. So that's why it's like, I don't even know a season where all three of my kids are like, 
everything's totally fine and we don't need anything mom and everything's good. Like I'm totally good. Like it's just not that at all, you know? So once you start, once I got the hang of that, like, oh, there is no magic finish line of like no chaos. I just realized I needed to grant myself <laughs> grace within the chaos. <laughs> yeah. And that you just used another word that I totally understand. It is, it's, it's chaos mm-hmm. at all times. And even as they get older, it doesn't get that much. Different. Don't tell me that Bonnie. No, no, no. <laughs> no, because you know, I mean, I have a 21 year old right now, and I truly thought that it would get easier, but I realized they just need you for different things. Exactly. And you hear that from them less frequently, but when you need, when they need you, it's bigger. So mm-hmm. it's like, I won't hear from you all day about like what's for dinner or, you know, can I get 20 bucks for the mall? What I hear from now is, hey, mom, can you come take me to Costco for $300? You know, like I just want to get some stuff or, hey, mom, um, my car needs a such and such repair. It's going to be a thousand dollars. Like it's a different level. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is, and I, this is also gets back to the show. And then when you think maybe one is a little flow in the coop, they're back with the pandemic. Oh my gosh. They're yeah. all back up underneath you, eating up all the food and just loving it. It is a real thing. Yeah. It's been interesting because we also have Eddie in our house, you know, who is my house manager on the show and he's supposed to be my assistant and all those things. But honestly, Eddie, he's 23, you know, he is at oh, the really? peak of his life. I know everyone's like, he looks old. He's six two. So that's why it's like, you know, it's hard to pick it up, but Eddie's only 23 years old. So he just finished college. You know, we've known him since his sophomore year in college and he's been working with us. And honestly, Eddie is like, yeah, no, I just want to hang out. And like, oh, are we having wine? Like he'll walk into me having wine with my girlfriends and be like, oh, I'm going to pour myself a glass. Um, is this the white? Is this a Riesling? And I'm like, Eddie, you work here. Like, what are you doing? You know, at least pretend you work here in front of my friends. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. But one day Eddie will fly the coop also, you know, and, and we'll be excited to see him spread his wings, but we know he will always be a part of our family. Now, how did you, what did, because of the pandemic, did, and the fact that they were filming your family, did that make it easier to do the show or did you get this done before it started? So it was actually a mix. So we actually started filming and we got about halfway through the season before the pandemic hit, like, and we had to shut down production. And the way I always describe it is it wasn't like uh, we were shutting down for good. It was more like, hey, let's stop so we can recalibrate how we can do this like once we know more information. So we basically took a summer hiatus and taking that summer off allowed us to all come back and just resume filming. But what's interesting about our show is it's pretty easy to film as a concept because it's just our lives. So I mean, filming us going to school and being at home and me working in the office with clients and going out to dinner. I mean, it really is just a look at a real American family. So we didn't need crazy production things. We just needed some guys with a camera, you know, who could hold back their laughter, you know, while we were filming and it worked. Yeah, it was, it was really hard. Like you, we would actually be filming and um, somebody would snicker and then we'd have to like stop for a second. We'd be like, what? And like, we didn't even, that's the other part too is 
I didn't realize how crazy my family was until I had camera guys there. Cause people don't realize that when you're maybe doing like a live or filming something for like TikTok or Instagram or something like that, you don't get a response from the other side until after it's posted. So I never even thought my family was that funny until I had real life people behind a camera going <laughs> like, and, and being like, so sorry, sorry, I just couldn't even. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Did your, go ahead. I was just going to ask how your work changed with the pandemic. Yeah. So I'm really fortunate. A lot of my clients I can work with virtually. So I just support their businesses. So whether it is helping them figure out the legal stuff, helping them align their paperwork for taxes, helping them develop products that they know are going to sell. Like if you're an influencer and you're saying, man, I really want to launch skincare. I really want to launch something. I can help support them in figuring out that process. So I can do that from anywhere in the world, which is great. Now I do have a headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have 20 full-time employees. So those employees, unfortunately are no longer in the office. They are all back at home. But the upside is my business, I built it right from the beginning. It's debt-free. It's totally sustainable. And um, we've been able to just kind of weather this storm and wait it all out. And we've been thriving and growing the whole time. Amazing. Now, and tell, tell us more about your business and what, and yeah. what you do and how you help um, people with their businesses. Like you've just mentioned certain problems. Yeah. Well, so every, all my clients fit into two buckets, right? So I have the clients that are, you know, like I just mentioned, influencers, New York Times bestsellers, celebrities that are saying, look, I've made a lot of money off of my face, my personal brand, my ideas, but I'd love to turn that into some sort of product that people can engage with. So either A, I don't know what that looks like, or B, I'm thinking a journal, or I'm thinking skincare, or I'm thinking perfume. So like how Jennifer Lopez has perfume and skincare and things like that. I work with big names to help develop that and round out their brand so they can make more money. But I also, and this is honestly, I think where a lot of my heart is, I work with everyday entrepreneurs. So if you are a stay-at-home mom, or if you're someone who's selling on Etsy, some craft things, and you're saying, how can I make this thing a little bit more official? How can I make it so that maybe my items will end up in Target, or I can get more clients and still work from home? I help them with that too. How can you get yourself a business bank account, legal stuff, everything to be official so you can feel like a business and get paid like one too. And how did you learn how to do all of this? <laughs> so I did all of this over 10 years working for Fortune 500 companies. So I uh, very quickly ascended to the C-suite in corporate America, working for some of the largest healthcare corporations. Thank you. Thank you, Allie. And so in doing that, um, you know, I was scaling playing with big bucks, you know, 2 million to 200 million in corporate building out their products. I mean, this actually is like a cakewalk. It's a lot easier to work with regular people. There's less pressure and it's a whole lot more fun. So after doing that for a decade, I said, you know what, this stuff is fun, but it doesn't really feed my soul. You know, I want to use my gifts and I want to use them well. And I think that if I help people build legacies, that is truly the work that's meant, you know, living for. And have you been in this, in the pandemic with people who are trying to build their businesses and their brands, are there just as many opportunities? Are there new types of opportunities? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So um, crazily enough, I've been spending most of my time helping people pivot their business. So because I already had a specialty in digital work, I'm very familiar with e-commerce, how to sell things online. That's actually where a lot of my business has grown. You know, the local pizza place saying, how do I get my business online? How do I weather this storm when people can't come in? I was teaching them how to package up all their ingredients for at-home pizza making kits, get them listed online so that they can and sell out and get rid of all their stock before it goes bad. You know, so these were the type of relationships that I was building during the pandemic. And my business is booming because everybody wants to be online now. They gotta be. Mm-hmm, they have to be. And it works out really well. And it's great because it's nice to know that I got to help and I help every day Main Street businesses really stay in business and serve because, you know, I'm a, like a, a local bakery out here. I worked with them to help uh, develop a at-home cookie decorating kit, you know, and it was something that they could put together and it's a family activity. It helps ease the pandemic blues, but it also helped them move product and, and build their business. And these are the types of things that I think just really connect with me, helping regular people live their very best lives. I love that. I really do. That positivity we need. We need more of. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's been, it's a crazy, I don't know how else to say it. It's been a crazy couple of years. You know what I mean? Like it's just been a wild world. And I think that a lot of us are feeling more disconnected and the pandemic didn't help. And I just really hope that our show does that. You know, I mean, yes, it's funny. And I know that it's something that at a minimum, you can kind of check out and watch and just laugh. And that still means a lot, but I'm hoping people also connect with our family and realize that hope comes in a lot of different forms. My little girls prayed every day for an, an answer to the life that they were living. And I never knew it would pop up, you know, the way that it did, you know, I might've been the answer for them getting a chance at a better life, but they were the answer for me finding what my purpose looks like and really committing, you know? And I just hope that when people see our family and see that it was and learn more about our story that they kind of realize that you know maybe they're meant for something more too and they have a right to pursue it tell, tell us a little bit about your about you and josh you said you got married <laughs> <too> young yeah. <laughs> like okay you were 22 yeah. how did you meet mm-hmm. um, you know what brought you together i mean you're <laughs> so cute together this is such a fun chat no one ever asked me about this it feels like i'm literally talking to my girlfriends like so tell me about him because you know, <laughs> no one ever asked me this and i always get all giggly because like my husband's like he's just like <laughs> I just, like it's so silly but yeah, uh, we've been married for 11 years and my husband is awesome just because he is my perfect match. So as energetic as I am and as crazy and bold as I am, I always describe it like if I'm the gas, then my husband's the brakes, right? So if I'm out here like go, he's like, can we slow down a little bit? You know, can we think this through? And he always has something witty or something funny to say at just the right time. And it always makes us all laugh because it's like, really, really, Josh, you know? So we met online, just like all the good things that have happened in my wow. life. My business has launched online, met my husband online. You know, it's just well, like, <laughs> dating app. Yeah, we met on a dating app and uh, it was interesting because it wasn't like some prolonged romance. Um, he told me that he was moving to Baltimore at the time and I gave him- oh, which, da- which dating app? Our re- was, our- yeah, I know, I know. It was stupid, but I can't vouch okay. for it because I haven't been on it in over a decade. So that's why I'm always like, uh, I don't know if I can vouch. And there's new ones now that I think are like hipper, you know, that the kids use. 
but <laughs> but I will say my boyfriend and I met on Hinge. So yeah, Hinge I heard is like the, the cool one that the kids use now. These confessions. Yeah, but they say fifty percent of you know marriages happen through a start with online now. So it's That's like the last year. Thing. Yeah, yeah, especially the last year. <laughs> right, I know. So yeah, we met online, and I just you know shot him over my number and said, well, when you get to town, if you're really interested, shoot me a text and let's meet up. You know, and because he already he he made sense for me on paper. You know, he's a family guy. Uh, he was an attorney, smart, well-read, um, kind of serious, you know, which I like that type, you know, and um, I, I definitely think he's cute, still do, you know, so <laughs> all those things it. matched up for me, you know, and um, and it worked, you know, we met and we became really good friends very quickly. We were engaged within six months. We were married within a year. Um, and, you know, we bought a home within two years after that. And then five years later, we were parents to three girls <laughs> all at once. You know, I think that's so cool too, just that he, I don't know, it, for me, it was really hard to find a guy that wasn't like afraid of a woman who wanted mm -hmm. to work and a woman who wanted to be a boss essentially yeah. Well, I was young though. Remember that I was 22. So I wasn't any of that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I was like still working in corporate at the bottom of my career, basically, you know, but I did always have this strong personality and I did always yeah. have big dreams and he was never intimidated by that. He's my awesome. husband. We have this thing in our marriage called the veto and the veto is basically this. And I don't really talk about this often, but you know, my husband, he won't mind. So the veto is basically that. Nicole, you can go do whatever you want. You can present whatever idea. I'm 99% going to support you. But if I think it's too crazy for our family or I think the risk is too much, I'm going to throw out the veto and I don't want to argue about it a bunch. You know what I mean? Like just kind of, I, I give you a lot of room to run, you know? So just know that if I say like, I really am not okay with this, like, cause he knows he's not going to beat me in an argument. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so when yeah. he says, Hey, veto this, like, for instance, I really wanted to buy a boat, but my husband was like, <laughs> we live inland in Atlanta. Why do you need a boat? You know? And I was like, they have lakes here. You know? <laughs> and he's Fun. like, no, we don't live near a lake. We're not near, you know, I know you love the water, but this doesn't make sense. And I was right. like, I, I can make it make sense. And he's like, veto. <laughs> <laughs> Veto. Yeah. that's pretty good that's, that's good. good well there's a good relationship tip yeah oh. bring on the veto. the veto that's a really good thing and then it's not an argument and you have to be clearly it's it's you're not excessive about it it's absolutely all and he isn't that's the best part is like he's like no like i use it gosh, my husband probably vetoes like twice a year tops, I would say. Um, and because most of the time we're on the same page, you know, most of the time he's like, how do we make this work? That's how he approaches okay. things. Can you veto him? Oh gosh, I don't know if I ever need to veto him. He doesn't really come to me with anything. I wish I could when it comes to like his Birkenstock shoes or, <laughs> you know, wanting to do like wear sweatpants all the time. I mean, I wish there were things I could veto. The other day he um, purchased something like six pounds of pickled herring in white wine sauce, you know? Oh, I think we're married to the same man. It's just like, what is it? He was like, it oh. was a good deal if I bought more pounds. Why? What am I going to do with six pounds of pickled fish, Josh? Why? You know? Get the sour Veto. cream too. 
<laughs> by the sour cream to go oh, with? Yeah, with the sour I mean all of it and I was just like you know like I love you Josh and he's like but I grew up eating this and I was like I appreciate you one jar one jar oh, I just asked, is, is your husband Jewish oh he's very Jewish he's conservative yes. Jewish his um dad is a cantor oh um, yeah. yeah we got married in a synagogue under the chuppah um yeah. you know everything I went to the mikvah before I got married oh, really? did you convert I did at the at the beginning of our marriage yeah and then I ended up working my way back to Christianity but you know it, and I think you're always Jewish I don't think you can undo it you yeah, know yeah. I mean? so and and it was definitely Bashar to us getting married it was destiny wow. <laughs> I just thought well we have to be married almost the same man because my husband <laughs> loves Birkenstocks that'll be it and, yeah Still has the same pair from when he was like 18. Yes, yes. He and, will not let yeah, them go. Hearing. Loves I just don't know what it is. He will not let it go. But it's okay because he's like, listen, as long as you make me a good holla, you know, as long as, you know, for Passover, you do all the things, like he's all for it. So I'm here for it. He's a, he's a, and because his dad's a cantor, we have an amazing Passover Seder. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. My converted dad loves the pickled herring too. Oh, he like, so likes the Judaism for the food. Honestly, oh, I think so much. <laughs> I will take pickled herring. Who, first of all, do you guys think we'd be talking this much about canned fish? Yeah. It's been interesting, but these are some of the cultural things that I think are also fun that we get to bring to the show because because it's like, you've got, you know, my husband who is Jewish through and through culturally, religiously, everything. So he's like, I want gefilte fish. I want pickled herring. Like I have a hankering, you know? And I'm over here like, I grew up, you know, the daughter of African immigrants. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I want, like, can I throw some curry on that gefilte fish, please? Like, you know, and he's like, that's not how you eat it, you know? And I'm like, throw it on some matzah, it'll taste the same. Like, you know, it's just, these. this is what we're like, you know? And that's what I mean when, when people watch the show, they're going to see themselves in our family because we're a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Well, well your girls about mitzvah. Oh my gosh. So my two, my two eldest, once we got them, they were almost too old. You know what I mean? Once we were full time. So one was already 14 and the other one was um, 11, but within two years when she was really our daughter full time, she was already too old. So I just say, thank goodness. Think of, think of the money saved, not having, you know, about mitzvahs, but um, my little one doesn't know about them. So I am just like, not even going to tell her I just don't even want to let her know because if not, I'm going to be on the hook for a massive party. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally like, no one tell her they exist, please. Because she's going to be like, oh, I want to do this for sure. I'll learn Hebrew. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's, that's my nine-year-old. So like, oh, I can't afford one. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, okay. Well, she's only nine. Cause I was going to say, well, if it's coming up soon, you can do a Zoom mitzvah. A Zoom mitzvah. <laughs> I Zoom love that. And you don't have to worry about the party. That's brilliant. <laughs> Keep the cost down. No, I'm all for that. No, I know that if she knew about it, it would be a thing. That's just her personality. She'd want to do it big. So we'll see what happens. I have a feeling my husband's going to bring it up though. We'll see. Maybe it'll be in season three, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I think also like what's wonderful about this is that this is America. You know, yes. you, you are representing a very diverse family. You're, mm -hmm. you're your your family came together in this beautiful way but not kind of the typical conventionally way. yeah exactly i think it's just wonderful i just want to know like in terms of the episodes do you script them does everybody learn the script 
No. So that's the other part that's I think is so wacky, if you will, is like, we basically tell them what's going on. So like when we were creating the show as a concept, we were very involved in the creative process because they wanted to film our actual lives. So they're asking us questions like, well, what do you guys have coming up? And I'm like, well, you know, Eddie's here and he keeps talking about wanting to plan this. And, you know, well, then the other day he borrowed my car and he did this. And so, I mean, like they'll say, okay, great. Well, we'll be here to capture this at this time. And if you guys can show up and just like, hold off on whatever the thing was, whether it's like that date planned or whatever else so that we can be there and then we'll pick up what we need. So we always knew when the cameras were gonna be at our house. It wasn't like they were just fixtures on the wall, you know, but once they showed up, whatever they captured is what they captured. And then they pulled it together. I mean, 12 to 15 hour filming days so that we can make a quick show, you know? So what you see is what really happened. <laughs> Well, that is amazing. I mean, this has been so fascinating to find out everything from behind the scenes. <laughs> sure. I mean, the show, it's, it's really funny. It's very exuberant, but it, and it, but it does feel, you know, kind of flawless as if, oh, wow, learns, you know, a script, I mean, you know, good actors, right. Tell us a script, but now we know it's just your family all coming together. And oh yeah. I mean, if you follow yeah. us on social media, you will see that truly, I mean, we'll go live on social. So, I mean, you can't script live, you know, so I'll go live on social media and I'm not kidding from three years ago, I'd be in the middle of a live talking about business. And my six-year-old at the time would go streaking naked across the back. <laughs> and I would say, Hey guys, hold on a moment. I have to go educate my child about clothing. <laughs> and I would, I would hold on and I'd go talk to her and I'd say, Hey, can you please not like, what are you doing? I need you to put clothes on. And she's like, I didn't understand. I thought you said take my clothes off. And I'm like, no, I said, put pajamas on. Like, I mean, people would capture that. So I think that's part of how we even got the show was they were able to look at so much footage and realize, Oh, we just need to stand in the room. Like these people are just but also, this is everyone's family. Everyone has moments like this. You know, it's just, we're blessed because now we get to share ours with you. <laughs> we're so excited. Thank um, you. So we have some breaking news. Okay. <laughs> um, Kim filed for divorce from Kanye. So I gotta go film. <laughs> yeah, that's a big yes. deal. That is breaking. We will, we've, it's not on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry wow. my distracted eyes for a second. I just got a script sent to me. Oh, um, yeah. Well, listen, please go tell the people. But this was fabulous. I literally, I'm going to, I want all of your like business secrets, your momming <laughs> secrets. I am so excited for America to meet you. Oh, thank you so much, Allie. Allie, please go let the world know what really matters. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us thank today and, and telling us all about your, your fabulous family and your fabulous new show, She's the Boss. And that is starting Thursday, February 25th at 10.30 ET on USA Network. And everyone tune in. And we will be tuning in too. Thank you guys so much thank for you. having me. Thanks, Nicole. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.